Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast is tied to streaming sites like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, whatever, you get it. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Beats, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two doing? doing good. How are you, Maya? Doing really well. Uh, had a good, good productive week. Had my second laser hair removal uh, treatment last Thursday. Uh you know that went great uh it was kind of it's kind of cool because they had a new laser removal machine uh i don't know exactly what it was called but it's more efficient and higher intensity than the prior one and they had a lady that was brought in from vegas uh to train all the technicians on it and so when they did it i had a room full of people that were watching and observing and i'm like okay you know it's usually an intimate one-on-one session you know the person's just there but this time people crowding around and watching and everything but it was cool uh and then afterwards we got lunch at crystal uh which is a fast food restaurant chain for those of you that aren't familiar if you've heard of white castle crystal is the southern alternative to it uh, they had the little tiny sliders, the square burgers. They're not as good as White Castle. Just say it. White Castle kicks their ass. I've never um, had White Castle outside of the frozen ones. <clears throat> well, those are okay. Fresh White yeah. Castle is the way to go, though. Uh, but the frozen ones are good if you like prep them, like steam them like they're supposed to be done. Instead of just microwaving them, they're really good. Uh, but yeah, fresh White Castle is the way to go. That uh, the closest one to me is like three hours away, sadly. But damn, do I crave it sometimes. But I'm never going to go full Harold and Kumar uh, <laughs> just to get some. So, I'm not yeah, anyway. to meet Neil Patrick Harris, but other than that. Well, yeah, yeah. If that were if that were going to happen, I would totally do it because MPH is fucking cool. <laughs> um. But yeah, aside from that nonsense, uh, how are you doing, Greg? Doing all right. Been uh, driving on my own for the past week, and it's been really nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. It took way too fucking long for me to get that goddamn license. Good lord, it is. It is. It, there's nothing better than like strung, struggling for something for twenty years and then finally achieving it, and you're just like, it's the greatest thing on the fucking planet. And it's something so small. Sadly, there. Sadly, there are so many women that have still never achieved a climax because of inadequate men. But you know, at least you get that satisfaction. I uh, I saw a TikTok of a guy the other day that said, uh, "This is really Betty's funny. face." It's in relation to what you're saying, though, Maya. <laughs> he says, um, "He says uh, men that uh, get the vaccine, I know, are also really good at giving oral sex." Because the craziest thing about uh, getting the vaccine, much like oral sex, it isn't about me. And then this video just ended, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so fucking perfect. Um, 
But uh, the other day, I think I told you guys this last night on D&D, but uh, I fucking busted my ass trying to pick up an order. I was heading back to the car with a second order. And I thought it was your knee. I busted. Well, look, I fell. I busted my ass is just an analogy for that I fell. But uh, no, because I, I rolled my ankle, my, my right ankle, and then I fucking fell, but I was trying to save the food, which landed straight up, which was great. But I, because of that, I landed on my, on my left knee really hard. And so for like the rest of that evening, I couldn't fucking walk on it. And then... Uh, you need to wear knee pads to do your job? Not normally. <laughs> I, mean, I'm thinking I, wonder how many, I wonder how many resumes that's ever appeared on. Does your job require knee pads? <laughs> well, if you like carpet, you absolutely yes. <laughs> uh, that's that's also a double entendre. Thank you for that, Maya. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Um, um is, no, speaking but- of falling and tumbling while doing deliveries, I hate to cut you off, but I'm going to fine. anyway. I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> I remember one time. Uh, when, this is back in my pizza delivery days. Uh, it was a it was a trailer behind a house and it was on a hillside and it was rainy as hell and like a kind of a steep yard and it was pitch black at night. It's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. This guy ordered some pizza, uh, two liter, and I'm carrying the two liter separately. I got the pizza in the hot bag and I'm walking along and all of a sudden, whoop, foot goes. I immediately like drop the pizza straight down so it lands and then i just take off rolling down the hill through the mud i look like i had been at woodstock 90 fucking four uh it was crazy and the dude's just standing there on his porch watching (laughs) he's like you okay hope that pizza's okay he didn't even ask if you were oh he didn't ask he didn't ask if i was okay uh, so I get up, I trudge back up the hill, and as I'm leaning down to get the pizza, and I have the two liter, I slip and fall face first and slide back down again. Like literally face in the fucking mud, slide back down again. Two liter rolls into the side of the house. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, man, I ain't going to be able to drink that. And I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, hey, dude, this is your yard. It's dark. You can come out here and get this shit. What the fuck? You know, well, he don't want to fall. <laughs> he doesn't want to fall. So I get up on the porch, get the pizza, out, I open up the box, completely intact, looked immaculate. Hand him the drink, and he's like, "Could you replace this?" He's like, "I'm not coming back out here." Right? No. I was like, "I was like, look, buddy, look at me." I said, "I am dripping. I look like I'm a bog monster." I was like, "Just asking. You got a towel?" He actually goes and brings me a freshly laundered bath towel. He's like, here you go. He's like, just use this. So I cleaned off, hand him his towel back, and I get back to the store, and everybody's looking at me. They're like, oh, my God. I said, fuck y'all. I'm going home. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, don't blame you. People calling. We're not doing deliveries for the rest of the night. Uh, no, no, I was, I was, I wasn't a closing driver. There were two other people there to close. I was the oh, late driver, okay. which means I would have been there until like eleven thirty or twelve. <laughs> but it was like fifteen after eleven. I was like, let me just go home. Fuck it. Yeah. I was like, I'm not taking another delivery like this. So the manager, he's like, go home and change. Come back and take some deliveries. I lived ten minutes away. Went home, changed, come back. 
one delivery. Uh, took it, and they're like, now you can go home. I'm like, really? You needed me for that one fucking delivery? That was fucking stupid. I fucking hate managers. Something like, dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, yeah. didn't mean to derail it there. You're fine. I just, I just wanted to tell that story because I just, just straight fuck. I was like, my, one of the biggest things that scared me about falling and damaging my knee to where I couldn't stand on it was a couple years ago. Um, I was at my buddy Nate's house. My, you know who I'm talking about, Danger Mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I was playing a board game. Like, it's this huge, like you get a fucking, you have to have a massive table to play this game because the idea is that everyone's trying to go through this, um, this uh, haunted house and you don't know where anything is. And so it's (laughs) it's procedurally generated by cards getting placed onto the table. Um, and I kept having to move my piece. So I had to stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down constantly. And later in the night, I just could not use my, my left knee. It just wouldn't fucking work. Um, and then for like the next week, I was just stuck in my room, could barely fucking walk on it, had crutches and everything. Couldn't go downstairs. It was bad. I remember that. I remember it was terrible and I don't want to ever get back to that. So when that happened, so, uh, uh, Friday night when I'm just stuck at home because I can't fucking walk, um, I just was stressed about it. And so Saturday when, uh, uh, no, I take that back. It was it was it was Saturday that I tripped and fell, because I remember I wanted to go out Sunday morning really early, like mm-hmm. nine a.m. Um, yeah, it worked through the the football games, uh, and when I woke up Sunday morning, it was fine. Like it it hurt a little bit, but not too bad. Yeah, so I was I was really happy about that. But uh, that's really the most eventful thing that's happened to me this last week. I just I'm just happy to have my license. Really like last night, dad's like, What do you want for dinner? And I was like, I don't know, what do you think? And he was like, well, Let's get some Del Taco. And I was like, All right, perfect. See you in about an hour. <laughs> Del Taco. They have these uh epic burritos, is what they call them. Mm-hmm. And they are made with all fresh ingredients. Plus, you can do the Beyond Meat. My dad does that with the Cali bacon. So he gets like that little bit of bacon flavor with the the Beyond Meat. And it's it's great for him. So and they're big. They're big burritos. Oh, they're huge. I've had a Del Taco burrito once in my life. Because uh, I think it was Del Taco because they, how far do they extend? They're the only restaurant I know that has crinkle cut fries. So if it was crinkle cut, then you definitely had Del Taco. But I don't know. Anyway, um, we should move on to reviews. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about episode seven of Marvel's What If, um, and episode four of Why the Last Man. Uh, we'll start with uh, we'll start with What If. Um, go right into that. So this episode's title is What If Thor Was an Only Child. Um, this was the code name Party Thor, as people were calling it and whatnot. So um, I thought this was a very funny concept. Uh, and it, it followed with a very funny episode. <laughs> very funny. Yeah, it was definitely more lighthearted and geared to generate some laughs. But not going to spoil the ending, but it definitely set up the next episode, which is okay. the first time we've seen that. Yes. Uh, I knew because of a commercial for a fucking SUV that uh, we were going to get this team up situation going on. Um. But that's besides the point. Um, uh, 
yeah, I think it's I think his name is like it's Infinity Infinity Ultron or something like that. But um, uh, I called this episode the uh, it's a Looney Tunes episode. Um, it had a lot of funny fucking Looney Tunes esque pratfalls and shit like that. Uh, I, don't know, I really fucking liked it. Really, really, really enjoyed this one. I, you know, I, th- I thought it was all right. Uh, I didn't hate on it. It was, it was fun. Uh, anytime Cat Dennings gets to make her return, I'm happy. Uh, dude, uh, as, like in a few days, like I'm talking like fucking Saturday, I'm changing my profile picture on, on Facebook and Twitter to Howard Duck and Cat Dennings getting married. It's happening. Like that shit was hilarious to me. It was fucking perfect. <laughs> I even said to my dad, I go, oh. I go, look who's back, Mrs. The Duck. Not now, Howard. (laughs) Fuck, dude. I I said to my dad, like, before the wedding scene, I was like, there needs to be a whole thing of just Darcy and Howard just together, just doing things. And then they see them get married, and I was like, "Ah, it's perfect. Oh, Married by an Elvis impersonator, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. The fucking cameos in this were insane. (laughs) Also... Yeah, you you aren't wrong. I mean, you had Karen Karen Gillan, Jeff Goldblum, Taika Waititi. Um, you know, those are the three most notable ones that just had one or two lines. Uh, yeah. And the goofiest fucking lines, like Jeff Goldblum DJing at a fucking Las Vegas party for Thor and his friends. He's like, release the foam. The foam. <laughs> And then a uh, fucking nebulous fucking shooting crap. She's like, mama needs a new eye. Uh, it's just crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, it's so good. Fucking. Oh, I, I, I was just digging. Like, you know that Chris Hemsworth had a blast with this episode too. Like you could tell in his voice acting, he was just like, I'm going to have fun with this. I don't care. So did Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. He was definitely Yogi. enjoying himself. Yeah, I that was love cool. Yoden Loki. <laughs> oh my god, I could like. I'm glad we got this somewhat lighthearted episode. I, it's, it's completely lighthearted. It's just that little tale at the end. Um, I'm so happy we got this because we've had like such heavy fucking episodes for the past like four weeks. I was like, give us something a little bit lighter, please, for fuck's sake. Not every what if is that dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this this goes to show that what ifs can be completely lighthearted and just fun. This brought out the fun in what if, of course there is that ending, uh, the, Oh shit. What have we stepped in ending? Um, yeah. But yeah, Natalie Portman did a great job. Um, no surprise there. Uh, you know, Kobe Smolders was back as Agent Hill, acting director of Shield. <laughs> what happened to Nick Fury? Samuel L. Jackson gets one line. It is crazy, crazy. Yeah. What um, would you what you what you make of this, Betty? Oh, I liked it. I mean, it was very fun. Um, completely would not work with Norse mythology, but with the Marvel universe, yeah, that's. It was very fun. I liked it when he fixed the Leaning Tower of Pisa. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't his fault, but he still fixed it. And, you know, it was a very campy episode. It was very fun to watch. 
oh, you can uh, tell we, everybody had a lot of fun with doing it. And then we got that ending and, and Jeff was like, Oh, I hate it when they do this. So to know that this is a continuation for next week, he'll be very happy. Um, so I got to tell you somebody, cause uh, you mentioned proper Norse mythology. Have you seen the picture of what Thor looks like in the upcoming, um, uh, God of War Ragnarok video game? No. Okay, so I'm going to pull up that picture real quick and show you because the reason I mention it is how you said, like, how Norse mythology works versus what we see in Marvel is not the same. And I can wholeheartedly agree. And anyone who disagrees doesn't want to pay attention. But here's what Thor looks like in the upcoming God of War video game because they wanted to have Norse mythology more accurate for the game. Yeah. Fat fucking Thor. So not fat, not fat because he looks like a a. He's, uh, he's a he looks like a boy. blacksmith. Yes, he's a built like a blacksmith. Boy. He. What a lot of people have said is that he looks exactly like a. Um, you know the like strongest man competitions where they just lift fucking boulders and shit. He looks exactly like those guys. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and red haired like Thor traditionally is right, in right. Norse he mythology. drinks a lot of alcohol and he's very strong. Very That's what strong. they look like. <laughs> so if you combine those two, you get that image right there. Yeah, people people like have said can... that people have said that, that Thor for Ragnarok is peak male condition. Whereas what we get with, with Marvel Thor is bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. which is completely fucking different. So uh, it was it was funny you mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I, you know, like none of what we see in, in uh, anything Norse-wise in um, Marvel is accurate. But that's fine because it's comic book. Who cares? It's different. Yeah, it's- that's the thing, you know. <clears throat> it's like I, I I paused it for like at maybe five minutes in. I was like, I just, I'm going to say this now. And then I'm going to go on with the show and enjoy it. But this would never happen in Norse mythology. Okay. Let's yeah. so all be clear. You know, Loki is very pivotal to Ragnarok and the end of the world. And him being raised in that place is very pivotal to all this. But it's okay. And I turned it back on and I enjoyed the rest of it. You know, so. Yeah. Just had to get that one little thing out. This is not, no, but we're going to enjoy it because it's Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you, you, there's definitely a level of like you have to disconnect to an extent um, when it comes to stuff like that. I've heard that you kind of have to do that with um, that show that you've recommended multiple times, Betty. Uh, it's a Neil Gaiman thing that has to do with gods. Why am I drawing a blank? American, American gods. gods. American gods. Jesus. I don't know how much you have to disconnect with that, but I've heard you have to. It's, yeah, I mean, again, you have to, you have to believe in a world that all the gods exist and all the gods know each other. And, you know, it's, it's very much um, a Terry Pratchett concept. Well, you know, it's something I remember reading with him uh, in small gods, you know, God's abilities and power comes from belief and there are new gods mm, and those new gods okay. are things like technology and they are very powerful and very strong That's so right. 
Yeah. I just remember, I remember right after you recommending it, my brother recommended it. He was like, you'd love this show, Greg. I'm like, okay, I got like 18 shows to watch. Stop recommending things tonight. The books are good. You know, I mean, he's he's done it's Neil Gaiman. You know, he also did Norse mythology, which is I love his Norse mythology because he reads it <clears throat> on the audible version. So it was very uh, lovely to listen to him read the Norse mythology book to you. But yeah, American Gods, you do have to suspend disbelief, but you have to do that from the moment you walk in and you have to believe in this world where these things exist because the main character is also a part of Norse mythology. He doesn't know it. Most yeah. of the people reading it or watching it don't know it, but yeah, he is a main character in Norse mythology. He's I, not I the fucking... one most people would think of. <laughs> My my favorite thing recently is how much in video games we're getting uh, Greek and or Norse mythology just constantly all over the place. It's fucking, it's great. But, um, uh, but yeah, like, like, yeah, I totally, I think when it came to like my brother, because Thor and Hulk are my brother's favorite characters. So when we would talk about Thor, his comics were always very, very much a certain way. Like you saw a uh, dark world, right? Betty Thor dark world. It's the second Thor movie. Yes. Okay. That's closer to the comics than the other two are. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what, what that movie doesn't do that the comics do is make everything a Shakespearean play. Um, none of the movies have done that yet. And I use yet strongly, but, uh, uh, the reason I mentioned that is um, my brother and I would always talk about how even in the comics they tried to bring in that like like again that Shakespearean side that like it's a play but it never is and it always is different than actual, actual North myth mythology is it is it Shakespearean or is it a poetic edda I say Shakespearean loosely in the in the vein that it's I could understand that they went for a poetic Edda feel, which is like Beowulf. If you've ever read Beowulf, so it's it's not that. It's straight up not that. The way they the way they talk is very like I use Shakespearean in the in the vein of how they talk, oh. um, with a lot of vows and 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 things like that. The 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 very much Shakespearean type words. Oh, I don't like that. Which is yeah, like the but that's that's how the comics have always been, and um, uh. They don't do that with the movies that much. They there's a kind of reference to it in in Avengers, but you know it is what it is. Um, and it's honestly one of the few things the comics that I don't like. I don't like that they make Thor talk that way. They kind of went away with it or went went away from it like in the late '90s into the 2000s. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, the way that Thor talks, especially in this, the way that Chris Hemsworth does Thor, where he's the, 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 the kind of mannerisms he has and stuff like that is a sort of touch to the, the comics. Like when he's like drinking the, the ale and the, and the, or not the ale, the coffee, whatever the fuck it was. He was like, this is delicious. Another and slams it down. Like that stuff is a hundred percent in the comics, but, uh, the stuff that he that he says and does that is different is I'd say over 95% of what he says and does. Um, 
Well, that the type of behavior is actually very similar to Thor in Norse mythology. He's not a very smart guy. He is very much a buffoon. He hung out with oh, Loki sure. and a few other people. But Loki was always getting into trouble, and Thor was just kind of along for the ride for the most part. Yeah. I mean, he, Thor was, you know, very much um, clever Hans. He wasn't that bright, but he always made it out of some crappy situations by the skin of his teeth, you know? Right. Yeah, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to, like, exactly quantify what I, what I mean. The, the point, I guess, ultimately that I'm getting at is it's so interesting to me to know a little bit about Norse mythology. I don't know a ton, obviously. Um, know the original comics and then see this version, which is quite different than everything that you know. That was ultimately where this fucking conversation was going for me, at least. I was like trying to say that a while back, but um, this version of Thor is drastically different than everything. But having that knowledge, my brain is always going there while I'm watching this Thor, this, you know, the Ragnarok, now this version of Thor. Um, and uh, you have to, you really, really, really have to divorce yourself from that stuff because. Um, it can be very distracting sometimes. Uh, I don't know if you go through the same thing, Betty, but like, you're like, you paused it. You straight up paused it. You were like, okay, I got to get this out before it ruins the show for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, uh, I think another thing in this episode that I thought was very funny was when, when Captain Marvel is punching Thor across the world, there's the, each of the continents has like, or countries has the name of the country on it. That's what immediately made me think Looney Tunes, by the way. Uh, or the fucking sound effects that he was making when he was getting punched were fucking killing me. Shit was hilarious. Yeah, I liked it um, when they're at the end and he's pretending to give the class and they're all like hello mother Frigga. that's so good my mother is coming yeah god it's so it, funny it was a very like uh oh shit you know been out of the parents are out of town throw the party gotta clean up before they get home or we're fucked kind of moment it was funny as hell yeah yeah i think that's what made this so much fun too is that it, there was nothing about it for me that that screamed take this seriously oh uh, yeah and i was just like oh my god this is so much fun so much fucking fun uh also the actress that played fucking captain marvel sounds exactly like uh brie larson yeah she really does because i thought uh, it was her for a minute and i was like wait nope wait till the credits <laughs> yeah alexandra something i can't remember her last name but she did a really good job in fucking credible. You are the pooper of the party. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other moments in this that made me laugh. Because I mean, the whole thing was funny from the from the get. Uh, yeah, I laughed when um, Loki showed up and yeah, they was... were all, you know, oh man, this is my brother from another mother, and they always hated each other. You know, him holding before. the tiny phone. <laughs> Yeah. Oops. <laughs> God damn it. So good. I like this is the first what if that I've like actively wanted to watch again. Yeah. 
I know it's a me thing, but because I'm sure most people are like, oh no, the 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 uh, Doctor Strange one is the one I want to see again. I'm like, eh. <laughs> It was really sad. No, that was really sad. I don't want to watch that again. It made me very sad. But this yeah. one is fun. And you could definitely watch it again and laugh along with it again. Oh, yeah. Like, for, again, and I, I can't stress this enough. Give Darcy and Howard Duck their own episode. I, even if it's just them in an apartment, like, as a couple that kind of hates each other but doesn't hate each other, let's do that. I, I, I could not fucking, like, oh, my God, please. Just please give me that. Kat Dennings and Seth Green in the in a, in a room as their characters. I don't know if the world, or I don't know if uh, conservative uh, America is ready for an interspecies relationship. Uh, I don't know how to say they're this. not ready for an inner inner fucking gender or inner race interracial relationship. I know we need to I'm, start small and work our way up. <laughs> well, I was, what I was going to say was I I don't know how to say this kindly, but uh, fuck them. Uh, I want this. I want this so bad. God damn it! This episode has like, and again, like we said earlier, like the cameos were insane. We had so many people. I didn't like. I wasn't sure if um, Topaz, uh, Grandmaster's assistant, was played by the same actress, and totally is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Lady Sif, same one. Um, I wish they got Fendrel and and Hogan, not Hogan. Oh, Ho- what's his name? Yeah, Fandral Hogan and uh, yeah, because uh, the the big the other one, talk. yeah, he didn't he didn't have a, he didn't have a line, but the other two did, and they're not voiced by uh, the actors that played him in the movies. Which we want to give it a grade. Yes, sorry, yeah, we should do that. Jesus Christ, we're circling the drain over here. Uh, Betty, why don't you go first? Um, I give this one an A plus because it was fun. Again, I just had to get that one little moment out. And I was like, okay, and now I'm done. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, no. And yeah, it was fun. I'd watch it again. No problems. Maya? What about you, Greg? Oh. Maya? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I, 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 I always put myself last. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it an A. It was it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, the campy elements didn't bother me as much. They, you know, the tone they were striving for, uh, they definitely nailed it. Um, very different, you know, out of my uh, element of things I would normally enjoy uh, in that regard. But, you know... Um, if it, it was a good anything, time. If it counts for anything, the first thing my dad said to me after we finished the episode was, Maya's going to hate this one. So, your track record with comedy and comic books isn't great. <laughs> it's it's not, but this completely worked for me because it's a side story what if thing, whereas it's not set in the normal canon. It's I think it's a problem I have with the normal canon. I don't like it being so uh, yucks for the sake of yucks. Whereas this, I'm totally fine with because it's a one shot kind of deal. Well, I mean, in that same vein, you weren't the world's biggest fan of the uh, um, second episode with uh, T'Challa, Star Lord. No, I wasn't. So. I didn't hate it, but it was just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. But 
But yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun. I'm episode. glad you liked it. I'm really happy you liked it because I that's I I legitimately thought too that you weren't going to enjoy it. But no, no, it was fun. What'd you think? A plus, a, a fucking plus. Like again, like I said, this is the only episode I want to watch twice. Um, I'm really, really digging what if, like I said, like I've said a thousand fucking times while we review this, what if is one of my favorite things to read. So having this show, I didn't think we'd ever fucking get, and I'm so happy that we do. I just wish the one thing I wish they would do is that it wasn't tied at the end to some like big multiversal fucking Avenger situation and that Mm -hmm. it was its own individual episodes that are animated by a different group of people, much like what star Wars uh, visions is going to be here soon. Um, because that's how the comics work. None of the comics tie into one another. It's just different stories drawn and written by different people. And that's what I wanted for what if, but I know that they're not doing that. So that's my only real complaint, but um, uh, yeah, this, like, I fucking love this episode. It's so fucking good. So. Can I say one thing about the animation? Sure. Okay. So this is just something I noticed, uh, especially having all these, prominent female leads in this one. Um, I don't feel like whoever was doing at least the very, very first, well, not the very, very first, but most of this episode gives the female characters as much character and depth as their real life personas have. Um, It's very, you know, it's like Kat Dennings has a very unique nose, but all the girls have pretty much the same freaking nose. You know, somebody's got a style of drawing and it's like, you know, come on, let's make her look more like Kat Dennings. I know it's not hard. I see the definition you give the boys. Let's do it for the girls, too. We don't all have the same nose. I promise you. (laughs) You I wholeheartedly agree. I I, I honestly feel like um, they used a template for all the women versus the, the men characters. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. And I don't know why, but it really just kind of exploded in my face this episode that, you know, because all these characters I enjoy and I love them for who they are and all their unique quirkiness and how they look. Everyone is unique. And just to see this, I'm like, what? Why do they all look alike? (laughs) You know, I just, that's just something I noticed. Now at the end of it, there was more definition given to the faces. Somebody drew in like definition lines around the noses and stuff, but it was only at the very, very end. And I was like, why couldn't you have done that throughout the whole episode? You know, that's, that's the biggest issue that comes from animating a show that has multiple episodes with the same group of animators, but different writers. Um, You're, you're gonna see that. And I fucking hate it. (laughs) So I, I'm 100% behind you on that one, Betty. I, I think that you're, you've nailed it when it comes to how this animation works, which is another argument why I think it shouldn't have been that way. I think it should have been small groups animating a 30-minute episode each week. Yeah, that would have um, been better, and it would have given more, um, you know, it would have shown more different varieties of talent in the animation world, giving them a chance to shine for a minute. This is why I'm so fucking excited for Star Wars Visions that, that came out today as of recording this. Um, it's an anthology of, I think, nine shorts animated by different anime groups, different writers. Like, I'm fucking stoked for that. Um, I know that uh, The Matrix did that with The Animatrix. Like, each short is different, and uh, Halo's done it, too, with Halo Legends. Well, it's um, like, you know, um, Sandman 
his comics, he had different artists on a lot of them and they had their own styles. And that's one of the things that people loved about Sandman was, you know, all these different types of um, art styles were showcased in his graphic novels. And, you know, that was kind of one of those, one of the first things that I remember that showcased all these different talents in just one, you know, written piece. So I think, yeah, that's, I think other people have caught on to it, like Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. You know, that that was great because you got to see so many different types of artistic styles. And I wish they had done that with this show because it would have been really cool to see what other people might have done with some of these episodes. Yeah, I completely agree. Side note, Betty, thank you for what you said just a moment ago, the line. Uh, it really kind of exploded in my face this episode. Totally going to be used in the title. Just saying. <laughs> oh, God. Um, right before we record, I leaned over the railing on the stairs. I said to Dad, I go, Hey, Dad, uh, guess what Maya felt about the uh, What If episode last night? And he goes, What? And I said, She gave it an A. And he was like, Oh, thank God I'm sitting down. <laughs> That's awesome. Daddy yeah. Greg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're good. We're good to, oh uh, no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving that part in. I uh, think God, I'm sitting down. I'm leaving that part in. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, if that's the case, then we'll just hop right into why the last man. Don't have to do any editing. Yeah. Well, I'll still have to cut out part of it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, not too much editing, I guess. Uh. So yeah, episode four of Why the Last Man premiered Monday. Um. Uh, this episode was mostly uh, 355 and York in the forest. Well, that, and I think it was split equally between Hero and Sam, too. Yeah. 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 Which we got, line. we got none of anything going on in DC. None. Uh, with the political intrigue and the struggles. And, I think we had enough of that with the first three episodes. Yeah, that was one. That was really the only criticism a friend of mine, uh, EE, had is that he was like, I watch things to escape political drama. He says, I felt there was a little too much of it in these first three episodes. I was like, Yeah. And, you know, sadly, you're going to get that at least early on. Uh, you're right. going to get some of that because. You're, it's setting up the world that's going to have yeah, to happen. It's but. laying the groundwork, and it's it's a very good way to showcase that, you know, again, the women are not just sitting down and holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Yeah. Some, you know, are. Some, some are, but, you know, there's crazy women just like there are crazy men when it comes to politics and beliefs, you know? I know, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say this, Betty, but I was really, really hoping we'd get the Amazons this episode. We have not yet. Oh, so those women are not the Amazons? Nope. No. Oh, wow. The Amazons are worse. Well, you know, Jeff was like, why are they hating on them? They're women. And I was like, Dude, they're feminazis. He's like, but they're still women. I was like, that's like saying an incel is going to, you know, embrace every other male that comes into their purview. It's not going to happen. Women like that hate women who they see are conforming to what they consider patriarchal ways. 
you know, so yeah, I was not surprised by that at all. But now Roxanne, she surprised me. But she's Missy Pyle, and I fucking love Missy Pyle. She was the leader of those women, right? Was that yeah. Okay. Missy Pyle is a great actress, so I was very excited to see her in this, doing this kind of role because she usually ends up in like you know, comedies and dark comedies. Oh, that's stuff. right. She was in Galaxy Quest. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest fucking sci-fi parodies ever to exist. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, last week we were talking about how annoying uh, Yorick is. Uh, this episode did not change that. No. And I kind of did. I, w- I wanted to pop in here, baby, but I told you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well, you know, you set it up, and now I know. And, yeah, he did not disappoint. When he fucking <laughs> ran off in that market, I was like, are you fucking stupid what the yes. fuck is wrong with you yes oh if you have to ask if york is stupid the answer is yes it's like i want to be like 355 you need to get him a harness a monkey backpack with a harness and just stick him in it like you do a fucking toddler because this boy n- did not get spanked enough as a child you know, something went wrong her, with his parenting. Yeah, her line of, like, you've had everything fucking handed to you is mm-hmm. 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. Like, the show sets that up with them constantly paying his rent and shit like that. Like, Yeah. Th- and that's the funniest thing, too, is that people who didn't read the, the, the comic or graphic novel going into this, not knowing who York is, that's the biggest complaint I've seen is, like, how are you this stupid in the post-apocalypse? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, welcome to York. Welcome to how his stupid fucking brain works. And he is a product of his environment. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And no, and I'm glad, I don't I'm like glad they kept that. Honestly. <laughs> I'm honestly glad they kept that because that was one of the things that always intrigued me about the comic was that they gave the last man on earth the intelligence of lower than that capuchin monkey. Um, well, I wouldn't say he's stupid. I would say that he is. He's dumber not, than a box of shit. He is not <laughs> wise to the ways of the real world. Yeah, and very that selfish. is what it's led him. Selfish. Well, you know, again, he's very much a product of his environment. Um, I know several people who are very much like York, and I don't particularly like being around them either. So, yeah. you know, it's. People do not, people in this world do not understand, especially ones who grow up with wealth and influence in their lives. They don't get how it works for the rest of society. And you throw an apocalyptic event in there, there are going to be women just like him that are screwed because they have no common sense abilities to make it through something like this. The fact that he's the freaking last man out of all the men on earth, somehow I picked him. I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, he's he's not stupid. He's just not smart when it comes to certain things. He has the capability of learning, but I don't know if they will. He's knowledgeable in very select things. Like he knew people in the government. He knew, like he knows magic really well or, or card tricks really well which takes some time to learn like you can't be an idiot and do card tricks that well. yeah but his decision making skills are really really fucking bad 
Because he's um, never had to make them. Right, right. Um, he's always been bailed out. And and like yep. him, him giving a shit. Like I said, he's selfish. He's very fucking selfish, and that comes through in spades when it comes to like, I want to find my girlfriend. Yeah. I, every man is gone but me, but I want to find my girlfriend. Go fuck yourself, dude. Like, oh. So, uh, and and again. Like I'm talking from the comic mostly because the show hasn't had time to really breathe that much yet. Um, so <laughs> I'm glad there's there. Like the story, the way that it's going is different than the comic a little bit. Not a, not a hundred percent, but it is different enough. But the fucking characters are so dead on to the comic. It's not even fucking funny. Like it's. <sighs> I do hope that this show does differ from the comic. I do hope that they... It does with Hero and Sam. Well, yeah. I, I'm hoping with York that they will make sure that their their protagonist is redeemable. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I don't want to sit there and watch the show with a freaking protagonist who has no reason for me to want to keep him around. <laughs> uh, I want to say this in regards to that. York is not the main protagonist. So it, would, it would seem like he is, but 355 and who we haven't met yet, uh, the... the um, Allison Mann. Allison Mann uh, are, are more so the protagonist than York, in my opinion. Okay. Um. I get, I get why you would like people would say that York is the protagonist because it's why the last man he's on mm -hmm. the cover, like yada yada. But there's so much more about 355 and Allison Mann that is much more intriguing and fascinating to to read now watch than I feel about York. That's just, but that's that's me. I don't know. I mean, other people might see it differently because um, York is a golden retriever. York is a is a uh, is a pet at this point in my opinion. again three fifty five still, I love that girl, I love that girl, and her character, yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in her than I am in York. So, that's good to know that he is not considered the main protagonist of all this. I, and again, like and and that, I really really could say that like that's just me. I don't consider him to be the main protagonist. Other people might. Um, and I get why other people would. I just, I think he's a fucking idiot, and I don't know. That's just, I, I I don't know how else to put that. Like, I think that the dynamic, like you said, I hope York becomes like he redeems himself or something to that effect, and I want to say yes, but maybe Maya can confirm here. Like he doesn't really change. He just does things that are less selfish lately or later. Yeah, that's that seems to. Yeah, it's a small step, but it's a step. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm excited for where the show's going to go. I think that. Um. I'm really really fascinated what the fuck's going on with Hero and Sam because, uh, again, that's not the comic. At all. The stuff with 355 in New York was the comic, but 
the fact that I have no fucking clue where that part of the story is going, I'm I'm like all the way in. So, Maya, you've been you've been relatively quiet on what you thought of this episode. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I like the divergence away from the power struggles uh, and just we've got to figure out how to deal with all these multiple crises going on uh, in Washington uh, and focus on, you know, just a few select characters, focusing on York and 355, focusing on Hero and Sam. Um, really enjoyed when York did leave the marketplace while 355 was negotiating for the bike. Um, he's like, oh, was that Beth? Let me go see. And when uh, the the stadies, as they called them, the wives of cops who decided that they're the authority in that place, uh, they're like, what are you doing down here? He's like, I'm just looking for tea, you know, testosterone. You know, he's trying to pass as a trans male. Uh, you know, I thought that was clever because... I don't think that's an excuse he ever used in the original comics. It wasn't. Mate, uh, to my knowledge, it wasn't. There was literally one, there's literally one reference to uh, trans people in the comic, and it's somewhat offensive. And I say somewhat because it's mostly passive. And the girl that, that York is talking to calls the um, the person a tranny. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, that's it. That's all that's referenced in the comic, as far as I remember. So I agree with you. The point I was getting at, Maya, is I agree with you. <laughs> I like it too. But, you know, I, I also, uh, not only is York selfish, but look at Hero. She's equally as selfish, if not more so. Yep. Um, because the sabotaging the car. You know, uh, Sam's like, your mother is the sitting president of the United States, they have resources. I know he's thinking, okay, the medicine, the medicine that I need, the testosterone I need is probably there or at least can be accessed far easier than we're ever going to find it on my, on my own. Um, so I know that's pressing in his mind. Yeah. I know because if, I didn't have my estrogen. I would be thinking the same thing. Right. I would be thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't want to go back to feeling what I'm not, you know, what I'm not supposed to feel. Just, so I empathize with Sam uh, strongly in that regard. Um, but then, you know, she has her moments. Uh, she's like, look, you know, she she sabotages the car, but then at the same time, she's not going to see someone that is in physical need of help uh, due to an injury. She, her EMT side comes through, and she's like, I have to do what I can to help this person. Right. But at the same time, she's neglecting to see that her refusal to accept her baggage and hangups with her mother are hurting her friend in that same regard. 
Yep. Uh, so, which is it, makes for fascinating characters. Yeah, yeah. I love the character development that we're getting. I think um, one of the things about this show that is I, I'm absolutely fucking in love with is it's it's actually quite realistic to how people would be in this scenario. Like we're not getting this this over the top fucking um, like you said, Betty. Like not all the women are singing kumbaya and standing and like the, it's singing what singing kumbaya. Okay. So what like you said, said the first. Time. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I, I had first. a I had a little burp as I said it and I was like, "Oh, I hope that burp didn't come through, but clearly it did." Yes, it uh, is. <laughs> but yeah, like um uh I like when there's characters that have some deep fucking flaws. They're human. Yeah. Because okay. we all have flaws. Even if we think we're the hottest shit that ever walked on this planet, we still have flaws. And one of them might be thinking that you were the hottest shit that ever walked on this planet. You know, <laughs> she's she's absolutely human. Um, you know, she was in a program for what was it, a DUI? Yeah. Yeah. She's obviously got some fucking issues. She's obviously selfish because, in my experience, most of the people who have DUIs are somewhat selfish because they're not regarding other people's lives when they get behind that wheel you know and that that set her up for me that yeah she's she's definitely not a good person she's screwing the guy that she works with that she knows is married and has a new baby you know uh just a lot of her choices throughout all of this i did not like when she was snuggling up on sam because she doesn't care about sam she's trying to have her own needs needs met and you know sam is the closest thing to a male that she's going to find mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i i it made me just mm, i don't like you girl you know <laughs> don't do that that's not cool <laughs> yeah. so yeah i mean i don't really i don't particularly care for her any more than i care for yorick except for the fact that she has some valid skills right yeah, magic isn't really a, a great thing for you in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> no. But he's an escape artist. Yeah. Which hopefully we'll see down the road him use, but... Well, he's already used it at the marketplace. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. I forgot about that. My God. It's like, <laughs> this is the skill you get? You are not on my team in the apocalypse. No, I do not pick you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what? So I'm curious what you what you two are kind of hoping to see down the road with uh, the further episodes of the season. Do you want to go first, Maya? Uh, <clears throat> well, that's the thing. I I tend to not. I try not to set myself up for disappointment and trying to speculate what we may or may not see and set expectations for anything. You know, I've oh, having, having loose, known. Let's say loose oh, expectations. Like if they don't happen, uh, you're not going to be upset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm definitely excited to see the Amazons. I want to see more of this 
I want to see more of this group uh, that Hero and Sam are with now. Uh, I don't want to say they're captive per se, but they're not exactly there of free will. <coughs> um, but yeah, looks like they are in a tre treasure trove of a paradise. Uh, I want to see how that plays out. I really want to see, you know, this whole hero and Sam thing, how it's going to progress. Uh, and the, the relationship between 355 and New York, how it's going to progress as well. If that will uh, delve into things from the comics or not, right. you know, that's, that'll have to remain to be seen, but yeah, yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, I look forward I never look forward to Mondays. Uh, well, I do for various reasons, but I've never been excited to watch a TV show on a Monday in a long time. You know, I like football, so naturally, if it's a good game, I'll look forward to that. But most of the times, it's a friend's podcast uh, on Monday nights that I look forward to. But this gives me a third thing to look forward to on Monday, so that's cool. Yeah. Betty, I, what are you? Oh, sorry. I was gonna say I really enjoy. Like, I know that you you you're you're into binging shows, but I'm I'm really enjoying the week to weeks right now because it clears up a lot of my time. But also, like, yeah, that it does. That it does. That it does. I agree. Um, also, for anyone that is interested, uh, you can get all five volumes of the trade paperbacks of the series while the last man on Amazon for seventeen forty nine each. Wow. Um, That's actually a lot cheaper than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Uh so it's collect sixty issues, five volumes, twelve issues per volume. Uh so that's a great price. Um I haven't read it since it came out, so I'm gonna be picking them up. Yeah, if I had the money I'd fucking re up on that collection. Also preacher, I need to re get preacher that too um, um but yeah Betty. yeah like i'm curious what you're what you're looking forward to because uh you don't have the comic book in your mind so you're watching this fresh um well i was again i was very excited to see that roxanne was missy pile because i love her i know she's gonna do this part that she's taking on service um I mean, you know, there's there's going to be some very intense um, emotional stuff that goes on with this. Absolutely. I am curious to see. I want to know what the hell caused this. I want to know, you know, is he really the last man or is there another last man? You know, I mean, uh I mean, I'm just, I'm really going into it with, you know, anything is possible. I'm, I'm just curious to see how they're going to play it out. I mean, I know that uh, some women have decried this as a male fantasy type bull crap. This is and, not the fantasy that I would ever think to have. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, no, the, the, the one from Sliders is the male fantasy. Yeah. 
you know, Futurama, kind of a male fantasy. Yeah, you know, right. that this is not, no, this is hell on earth. This is hell on earth, 100%. And this is a more, and this is a hell of a more realistic take than anything you've ever seen in regards to Last Man on the Earth. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many questions I have. Like, what about the animals? How are they yeah. going to get about? You know, some of them ecosystems can... would be trashed. Yeah. I mean, the, everything would die off eventually except for not well not everything i don't know does this go after things that don't have what we call a y chromosome but instead have a z chromosome or a w no, chromosome just why just so why chickens are safe is that why birds, we're chickens birds fish bugs uh insects Some uh, reptiles yeah yeah turtles yeah, those things are all safe. And that was established in the comics. I but wish any, would... most all mammals, just boom. That going. use an XY system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they would. I, I hope they do. And at least when Allison Man comes in, that they address this with. Uh, you so know, fun on fact, the show. it's not. It's not directly through Allison Man that it's given, but I don't want to tell you because it's a massive spoiler. Well, no, I'm just saying I. I <laughs> I hope that when Alice and man comes in as a geneticist, she can explain that not all, all of Earth's creatures use the XY system, because I don't think a lot of people know that. I don't think most people, when they think of animals that are male and female, it's automatic X and Y, you know, but they don't right. understand that there are different types of chromosomes out there that are not X and Y. You know, there are some species out there that it's the female who, does what we consider to be the male's part instead of the other way around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is some through Allison, if I'm not mistaken, but <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, they just, it would be, it would be neat for her to explain that because as a geneticist, she absolutely knows that. And if she's talking to people about this issue, I would see where that would come up because most people who don't read about genetics or anything like that would not have any, any understanding of that, you know? Right. So I would like to see that brought up, but uh, you know, as a whole, it's, I'm just very curious to see what they're going to do with it because I can't, I can't make any predictions or anything because this is completely new territory. Right. No, I'm not looking for predictions. I'm just looking for like what you're hoping to see if, if they do it. And... Well, and that's <laughs> the thing. If, if I'm hoping for it, it's a prediction, you know, that this will come to fruition in time, you know, that I'm hoping this will happen. And I don't really hope anything will happen other than them telling a great story. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, um, why don't we go ahead and give a grade to the episode and then we'll call it, we'll call it an episode of the podcast. That sounded very strange. Anyway, uh, Maya, why don't you go ahead and go first? Uh, I'll give this episode a absolutely. Uh, there's, a lot of uh, a lot of good character development. Uh, you know, it left me wanting more, which is always a good thing when a show leaves me wanting more. I'm happy. Um, you know, I just the really getting some insight into uh, Sam, Hero, Yorick. Uh, not so much 355 yet. Uh, but I'm sure that's going to come. Uh, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it and excited to see what fucking York fucks up next week. 
Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think, Betty? I'd definitely give it an A. Um, again, it's not disappointed me so far. It's a very compelling story, and I like, like Greg said, I do like the weekly thing. Um, I'm watching American Horror Story with uh, my spawn on the weekly right now, so that's fun. And it's nice to break things up, you know, not have to try and binge through it. So, yeah, I mean, so far, so good. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I agree with you guys. A plus, uh, not A plus, sorry, it's A. Um, it doesn't get the plus only because I think <clears throat> there's a few moments of just, like, extra long dialogue that I think could have been wrapped up a little sooner, um, especially with Hero and Sam. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's still highly fucking enjoyable, like, I, I don't I don't know what to say. Like I've been trying to get my parents to watch it. <laughs> they're they're fucking slacking right now. Um, but I know they'd love it. And um, you know, my dad has a metric, I think I told you guys this for if it's good or not. Does it make him forget about his ass pain? Then it's good. And I think this would hundred percent make him forget about his ass pain. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. <laughs> uh but yeah, um uh don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's an excellent show for both the comic readers and um, newcomers because it doesn't follow the comic to the T, but it does follow a lot of the comic. So it's this fun, like nice little amalgamation that is enjoyable for everybody, I think, and that's what makes me happy. So that being said, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, next week, everybody, we're going to be uh, covering What If Episode 8, which is the penultimate episode, Episode 5 of Why the Last Man, and uh, we're going to binge the entire season of Midnight Mass on Netflix. This is a show made by Mike Flanagan, who did Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, so it's which another whole... Both fascinating series. Yeah. Not perfect. There's a few things, you know, we, we, we've, we've covered both shows on this podcast, and I don't think they both got A pluses, but they were perfectly splendid. They were good. Mm -hmm. They were like it was a, it was A's across the board. I think so. I'm very excited for this new show, and the reviews it's already getting are insane. So let's. I'm, I'm fucking excited. Um, but that comes out Friday, the day this uploads. So we'll be covering that for next week. Um, and that's it. Just those three things. Uh, our anniversary is coming up on the podcast. Uh, I think fourth anniversary be four years of doing this in a couple of weeks and there's something special we have planned but we're gonna keep that hidden. oh god so <laughs> just just wait for it yeah uh that'll be also a visual aspect you will so, definitely want to watch that episode on youtube yes. yes absolutely uh and you can find that just it's all queued up podcasts on youtube and trust me you're not going to want to miss it um that's in also, the links down below so yeah also all the socials are down below so you can yeah go subscribe go follow the Twitch uh, that's Twitch Jesus Christ the Twitter the Facebook the Instagram uh, you'll know when the episodes go up live via that way um, as long as uh, Maya uploads them on time uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> she's throwing a little shit in her in her kennel um, I it in my own <laughs> I did that in the title oh that's right yeah you did <laughs> I completely uh, spaced and forgot to put the episode up had the edited ready to go. Forgot to publish it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
also check out the Teespring store. We have a lot of stuff there, especially for the upcoming fall season. Um, get your uh, get your fall and, and winter uh, clothing early. Boy, this is not selling it. I apologize. Anyway, go check out the Teespring store. We love it when you do. And let us know if you do. And and wear the merch. And we'll share your picture if you want to. If you want to. If you don't want to. Oh, we'll do it anyway. All hmm. right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, I have nothing else written down. My, where can folks find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook under my name. Uh, it's a public profile. Easy to find. Easy to follow. If you want a friend to request me, you know, hit me up with some conversation first. Don't be a weirdo. Uh, I've had that happen. It's weird. Don't do it, please. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, those accounts are linked to my Facebook profile. Uh, if you want to follow me on other podcasts, you can do so because I'm involved on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. I'm on shows every Wednesday and every Friday. Uh, every Friday at 9 p.m. on Nerd Life Syndicate, where we talk about things that, uh, in the pop culture and entertainment industry. Uh, across various mediums, TV shows, movies, comics, toys, etc. Uh, why do I always mispronounce etc.? Uh, it, have it. Um, but you can also catch me on Wednesdays. Every other Wednesday, they're alternating shows at 9 p.m. Eastern on Shelf Gravy, which is a show-off-your-skills instructional tutorial type of podcast, like where we create dioramas, uh, or painting techniques, or model building techniques, things like that. Uh, you know, interact with the live chat, answer questions, show various, uh, pro- show off projects that we're working on, and, and all that. And then uh, the alternating Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figure Banging, uh, which is a live action review show uh, action figure review show uh, new episode this week looked at the Titan class arc figure from Hasbro so that was cool but yeah those were uh, next week we'll be looking at the uh, Sentinel spoiler alert but yeah that's everywhere where you can find me what about you Betty uh, y'all can find me on Facebook under Betty Badger Tree, and you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty Greg uh, you can find me on uh, uh, you can find me under Chub Rock Geek on all socials. Um, that's C H U B R O C K. They say that down there. If you're if you're following the YouTube channel, you can see it right there. It's right there. Um, you can also find me doing stuff with Anthony over on Mission Start Tubes or Mission Start Podcast. We still haven't recorded an episode yet for all the announcements that have happened in the past month, but hopefully we'll get to it. Like as of recording this or yesterday as of uploading this Thursday uh, was a 40 minute Nintendo direct. So hopefully we can talk about that soon. I'm excited to see Ooh. what they announce uh, at 3 PM Pacific. So that's 6 PM your guys' time, which mm-hmm. is late for a direct, but whatever. Yeah. They're normally at like two in the afternoon Eastern. Sometimes they're fucking nine in the morning. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but, um, but yeah, that's it for me on that front. Uh, again, everybody, I know, I know, I keep saying it, and we haven't gotten to it yet because it's still too hot in my room to do it. But on uh, October fifteenth is when the next Jackbox Party Pack comes out, so we'll be streaming this Saturday following its release. At least I want to. 
Uh, so go follow my Twitch channel, which is just twitch.tv slash chubrockgeek. If you want to play along, hopefully we can do that this Saturday. We'll see how hot it is in my room. It's supposed to be like 90 out, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, I really, really want to get back into streaming that. So, um, yeah, follow the socials of, of All Queued Up, and then follow my socials. Follow Betty and Maya's socials, and uh, you'll know when we go live with that. So there's that. Uh, but I think that's it. Again, everybody next week, please watch uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix, episode five of Why the Last Man, and episode eight of Marvel's What If. Join us for those, uh, and we'll see you next time. All right. Peace, love, and polypops. Take care, everybody.